Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today and you are enjoying this holiday season. This is another special Wednesday morning episode brought to you by our sponsor, Jeremy Clevenger Fitness, who we featured on episode 145. If you haven't heard that episode yet, I encourage you to go back and take a listen, especially if you are struggling to get and stay in shape as a busy leader. I have another great show lined up for you today, but before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that it is the Christmas season, and I encourage you to consider giving the gift of leadership to the leaders and future leaders on your Christmas list. I've written three leadership books, I Have the Watch, You Have the Watch, and All in the Same Boat. Now, you can get all three of these books for less than $50 on Amazon or my website, johnsrenny.com. They make the perfect gift to have under the tree or to mail to the leaders in your life. So get your order in today to ensure it's delivered before Christmas. Also, I just wanted to mention that Deep Leadership has just moved up and is ranked in the top 2% most popular shows out of 3 million podcasts globally, according to Listen Score. Also, I'm excited to announce that Deep Leadership is now in the top 100 management podcasts in the U.S., according to Chartable. I wanted to thank each and every one of you for listening in every week and sharing these episodes with your friends. You have helped this podcast grow into a top-performing show, so thank you very much. Well, that is it. Today, we're going to be talking about something fun. We're going to be taking our business outside. Yes, outside. I don't know about you, but I remember my favorite thing to hear in grade school was, it's a nice day out, so we're going to have class outside. Well, my guest today is Bart Foster, and he's going to take our class outside. He is the founder and CEO of Business Outside, and he's going to help us understand how the outdoors can help us lead our teams better. So how can a walk in the woods help us be better leaders? Well, let's find out. Are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Bart Foster. Bart is the founder and CEO of Business Outside, a facilitation and training company focused on engaging, inspiring, and empowering teams to get outside in nature and outside their comfort zones. He is the author of Business Outside, Discover Your Path Forward, where he reveals a science-inspired philosophy that reimagines corporate culture by bringing business outdoors. Now, I'm excited to have him on the show to learn how the outdoors can help us lead our teams better. So, Bart, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here, John. Appreciate it. 
Yeah, it's great to have you. Great to meet you. And I see that you're outdoors already, so it's perfect. <laughs> so you're 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 living your mission, I see, even in this uh, interview. So it's great to see. Um, maybe tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to start a training company. Mm. So, you know, I was a big company guy for a number of years. I was with Kellogg's. I was with Novartis. Uh, and then I but I was always an entrepreneur. And eventually I was able to spin out a company that um, became Solo Health. And it was a healthcare technology company. And we put health kiosks. You may have seen the blood pressure machines like in Walmart, oh, yeah. Safeway and things. Yeah, that was my company. And um, I got a call that I waited for for four years from Walmart. And they said, your pilots exceeded our expectations. How soon can you be in 4,000 stores? Oh, gee. It was like, holy sh Yeah. <laughs> and that just, it started taking off. But I'll tell you, because you uh, you fast forward a couple of years and my chairman said, um, hey, how big do you want this company to get? And I shared with him a number. And he said, oh, he said, I think we could, we could do that today. He said, I think we should go public. Mm. And he said, uh, every once in a while, I see a company that has all the makings of going public. And this is one of those times. He said, but you know, we'll have to make a few changes. And I wasn't quite picking up what he was laying down. Oh, because I said, uh, I said, oh, yeah, we'll need a new CFO. And he said, uh, you know, I would even consider being CEO for a while. Oh, John, I got forced out of the company I founded. Oh, wow. And um, that was eight years ago. But it, it was the best gift I was ever given mm. because it put me on a whole new path. Yeah. So when you say, how did you get here? I had a shock to the system. And for me, it was being forced out of my company where. You know, I, I had to really reflect because who am I if I'm not the CEO? Because I founded that company. It was like yeah. my baby. Yeah. And without the CEO title, who am I, right? Yeah. yeah. And that put me on this journey to figure out and live a more intentional life. And John, what I did was I said, what do I really value? What are my personal values? What I really value? And I spent some time thinking about that, talking to my wife. And then what is my zone of genius? Mm. what am I great at? What do I love? And if I can create a life that combines my zone of genius and my personal values, and that put me on this journey and, and what we're doing now. Um, but, but I'll tell you, I live in Boulder, Colorado. I happen to be in California today. I'm leading a retreat and then facilitating. Uh, but just 20 minutes ago, somebody asked me kind of the same question. And when I first moved to Boulder, I was trying to network. I didn't know what I was going to do next. I needed a job. Like I, right. I didn't make enough money to retire or anything. And I started doing what most people do. And you'd reach out and, Hey, can you have coffee? Can you have lunch? And this one woman, her name's Elizabeth Krause. She was a venture capitalist. And she said, I don't do coffee or lunch meetings. She said, meet me at the trailhead. I said, well, uh -huh. trailhead. She's like, we're going to go for a hike. And I remember telling my wife, this is really weird. This woman wants me to go on a hiking meeting. And I had been, you know, I came from Atlanta, like you don't do hiking meetings. And I told my, like, I don't know what to wear. This is weird. And I showed up and John, something special happened that day because I, I was more vulnerable. I was more authentic. We're walking shoulder to shoulder. And I shared with her, Hey, you know, I got forced out of my company. I thought for sure she'd stop. And what do you mean? And she didn't, she's like, Oh yeah, that happens all the time. But it put me on this path and this journey. And now my default is I take these these hiking meetings. And that morphed into a business that I started two and a half years ago, which we're going to talk about today, which is business outside.
but it's not just outside of nature. That's part of it. But it's out of our comfort zone. It's outside of corporate norms and it's doing things different. So I'll pause there, but that's the I love it. that's kind of how I got there. I love it. So, you know, it's funny because I do a lot of these interviews and there's always an unexpected journey, right? And it's yeah. it's 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 always almost always one event or 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 a couple of events that lead people into these uh, you know, into these places they never expected to be in, right? You know, you didn't imagine yourself you know, five years ago no. doing what you're doing right now. And, and, you know, so it's kind of interesting to hear how the journey happens because a lot of times, you know, we have a lot of lead leaders listening in on this, you know, podcast and they think that their life, you know, and their career is going to be linear. But, you know, I found in my life, I'm 55 years old is my life. My career has not been linear, right? It's no. so, it, and lots of opportunities have opened up. A lot of doors have been closed and we move into our path that makes sense. But what, one of the things that's interesting is like it, that, that you say is you found, and we're going to talk about this year's zone of genius. And I think that's kind of exciting. So we'll talk about that in a bit. But um, why the outdoors? You mentioned a little bit, uh, we, we, you know, we're outside of our comfort zone. And that's kind of interesting. But, you know, when I think of outdoors, when I hear a business outdoors, my first thought is like back to, you know, grade school, when the teacher said, it's a nice day out, we're gonna have class outside. We always love that. But you did, uh, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, those are great. So, so is it just, uh, is it just being outdoors? I mean, what, what is this? What, what, why the outdoors? So there's something primal about being in nature. And if you think about it, like humans have been on earth 2 million years, but for 1,997,000 years, we've been outside. Mm-hmm. It's only really since the industrial revolution that we've had this migration inside and in cubes and offices in front of screens and our bodies weren't meant for that. Yeah. Right. And there's science that has been proven. Like if you're outside in nature, say 120 minutes a week, you're more productive, you're happier, you're healthier. There's mounds of research. The difficulty is people, they haven't, they didn't know what to do because there's these societal norms that build up. But when you're in nature, you're, you're happier, you're healthier. And what I found is I'm more focused and you're looking at the the trees and the bushes and you're, and you're having these conversations and you're, you're not looking at PowerPoints and on a screen mm. just this morning, there's a large company that's, that's out here in California. And we start the meeting with a connection hike and they say, well, what do you mean? Like what? And they just look on the agenda and they see, I'm like, no, no, this is part of the meeting. Right. And we hike shoulder to shoulder. I mean, it's like 40 of them. And we're walking on the beach. And I give them little discussion prompts. And the first one, I'll, I'll give you an example. We start with, and I'll say, think about something you celebrated or you're proud of in the last six months. And I want you to pair up with somebody that you haven't talked to yet. All right, follow me. And we just walk. And something special happens and people open up. Mm. And what I find is, they're more trusting, they're more vulnerable, they're more authentic. And trust, if we can build trust, that's the cornerstone, right, of great leadership, mm. to have trust. So we use that connection hike as a way to get them into nature, but to, to be thinking differently. So it's almost like you change the environment um, and nobody's in their comfort zone when you go for a hike, right? Because you're, you're like, what's what's happening here? <laughs> Right. We're, That's right. What do you mean we're going to go t- walk shoulder to shoulder? Well, you know. And and you said something that that came up to me. Somebody in my in a retreat a couple weeks ago shared, and he said, you know, even though we were just walking, the fact that we were, we didn't know how far we were going to go, 
we were all, we didn't know if we had the right shoes, if it was going to be too hot, if it was going to be too cold. He said, I didn't know if I was needed food, where the restroom was going to be. I was just a little uncomfortable. Mm. And what happens is when we're uncomfortable, it creates an opportunity to get out of our comfort zone. Yeah. And if we're doing it with someone else, I, I kind of turn to them. And it's like, you know how far we're going to go? No, I don't know either. Are you going to be hungry? I, I don't know. Would you know where the bathroom is? And, and you have this shared experience. Yeah. Right. And it's the same reason why, like my daughter's a freshman in college. She has these six amazing friends. Well, they were just in her dorm. But what happened is they do it. They were experiencing this thing together. Yeah. So yeah. if you can create these unique experiences and we just happen to do some of those things outside. Well, I love what you say that because it's, it's a big lesson that I've learned throughout my career is this idea of shared experiences. My I started my career as an officer on a nuclear submarine in you know in the Navy making these you know deployments seven deployments, uh, but we we on a submarine crew we had that shared experience. We were seeing life exactly the same as as each other, right? So because it was tight confines, there wasn't like us and them. We all were in it together, mm. even though I was in leadership position. The people that I work with, I stood these long watches with. And so we we had the boredom, we had the excitement, we had the frustration, we had the uh, can't wait to get home. We all experienced the same emotions. So we built this tight, tight connection. There was trust. There was uh, we 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 had deep relationships from conversation. We'd stay in six hour watches, you know, in these small rooms the size of a walk-in closet, you know, with with three other guys, and we'd have these deep, deep conversations. And when I came into the corporate world after my time in the Navy, I noticed we didn't have shared experience. We didn't have we, you know, uh, we had, you know, I ran manufacturing businesses. We had people on the shop floor doing, you know, and their experience was one thing. And the people in the office, they had separate experiences. We didn't have a common view of the organization or, or each other. So it's really interesting that you you came to shared experiences in a completely different way that I I found that that to be very powerful when, I, when I've been leading businesses as well, is trying to create those shared experiences. And you use the outdoors. And it's really interesting that you you take that approach. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's different, right? And we get them out of their comfort zone. And you know, one of the things that I, I'd love to do, I, I'll draw a circle. I actually did it today. I, you think about a circle in the sand. And I said, you know, you're in the middle. And everything inside that circle is what you're comfortable with. It's the mm -hmm. food you like, it's your friends, it's your job, it's your comfy bed. And every time you step outside, and it's a little scary, and you want to retreat, and you want to get back into that comfort yeah. zone, yeah. right? And then I draw another circle bigger. I'm going to do it in the sand and I'll say your circle just gets bigger. And what I share with my kids now, well, I used to when they were younger, um, uh, is it's my job as a parent to get your circle as big as we can make it. So mm -hmm. what are you taking a risk on? What, what are you failing at? Uh, and now they just roll their eyes and like, Oh yeah, dad, we're expanding our circle. <laughs> but, but I think it's stuck. Right. Yeah. And there's no comfort in growth. There's no growth in comfort. And we have to kind of step outside. So we like using these metaphors uh, in nature to do that as well. Mm, I love it. So just, you know, what are some of the, and I, I like the outdoors as well. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hunter. So, and every year I take this trip and I go, I, I basically disconnect for a week and I spend a week in the woods with, with my father, my brother, close friends. And we do this every year. We're doing it since I was 13 years old. Um, but what would you say some of the benefits are for becoming psychologically restored as a leader, a business owner, an employee, what, how is that good for us? Oh my gosh. I mean, if you think about the mental wellness of people and we go from meeting to meeting 
we're on phones and screens. We have so much information coming at us now. And for most companies, particularly bigger companies, we talk about human resources. We're not human resources. We're human, right? We need to bring the humanity back into the corporation. So, you know, one of the things I love to do with group, I just, I just did it here, which is how are you checking into this meeting? How do you feel mentally, emotionally, and physically? And is there anything holding you back from being completely present for say the next hour we're together? Mm. And all of a sudden somebody will share, well, you know, I'm here. She said, but I got to tell you, I, I lost my cat last week and I've had her for 10 years. So I'm a little distracted because I'm, I'm a little sad, right? And somebody else shares, I'm focused, I'm present, I'm here. But guys, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm leaving my phone on because my wife is uh, nine months pregnant. And if I get the call, I got to go. Mm. Well, all of a sudden, people realize like the guy's a little distracted. But we race through life, particularly in companies, and we never check in. Mm. We just go from meeting to meeting. And we don't have a chance to pause. So sometimes we just have to take a break, pause, reflect, take a big deep breath and realize, you know what? We're human. Mm. I love that. I love that. I know when, when I'm in the outdoors and when I go on this annual trip that I go every year, I just, it's, it's nice to just be in the woods and nature and just like turn, you just, you're not, you're not like, I'm a CEO of my own company. So I'm, I'm, I'm constantly on the run, constantly, you know, involved in making decisions and make in, in, in looking out for my employees and making sure we have enough pay, you know, cash flow for payroll and for suppliers and all that. But it's nice to just, it all slows down when you're getting, you know, taking a walk in the woods. And I think that that's something, there's something nice about that. And I like the fact that you're saying we should be doing that as, as employees, as leaders, and as business owners, you got to get off the treadmill, right? Off the grind. You got to yeah. get out of the grind a little bit. Yeah, that's that's neat. So, tell us about your company, Business Outside. What what's your company mission? So, we want to get people out of their comfort zone, outside of corporate norms, and outside of nature. We want to bring the humanity back, uh, and we believe that we'll be the new kind of platform for leadership and development both personal and professionally. And we'll do that, right, by kind of challenging the status quo and just doing it differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we're about. So we do facilitation and coaching. Um, I, I do speaking, but it's really about making those human connections. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Leadership skills are like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better at them. Best-selling leadership author John S. Rennie knows this. That's why he's written a new book called You Have the Watch. It's a guided journal for leaders designed to take you through an entire year of leadership training. By the end of the year, you will master 50 of the most important leadership skills. If you want to have a greater impact on the results and people in your organization, go to youhavethewatch.com and pick up your copy today. This podcast is brought to you by Jeremy Clevenger Fitness. As a high-performing leader, you know that leadership isn't about telling people what to do. It's about leading by example. And for most people, the one area they are lacking when it comes to leading by example is their health and fitness. By improving your health and fitness, every other area of your life improves. But how do you get and stay fit as a busy leader? Well, you do what you've always done. You hire the best person for the job. Now, don't struggle on your own. Put Jeremy Clevenger on your team. Jeremy will work with you to help take your physique, mindset, nutritional habits, and more to the next level with his step-by-step, all-inclusive coaching program. Now, I've worked with Jeremy for the past year, and I'm in the best shape of my life. 
So if you want to step up your game, reach out to Jeremy at jeremyclevengerfitness.com to find out more and get your initial consultation scheduled with him today. This episode is brought to you by the Fraternity of Excellence. The Fraternity of Excellence is an online and real-world community for men who are looking to improve in all areas of their lives. The men of FOE are working together to become better husbands, fathers, and leaders at work and in their communities. They live by a simple philosophy, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Now, I've been a member for more than three years, and for me, I finally found a brotherhood of men that I was missing from my time in the military. Now, I love being around guys who are dedicated to becoming a better version of themselves. So if you're interested in becoming a man of excellence as well, go to fraternityofexcellence.com, or you can reach out directly to me to learn more. How is, you know, conducting business outside for you personally, how has that helped you in your journey, in your career journey? I mean, you probably like me were, uh, you know, involved in big companies and, 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 and like I run my own business now, but, uh, but yeah, you're on the grind, you're, you're moving all the time. So how did like, how did the outdoors, you know, getting exposed to that change you personally? It's, it's supercharged everything. And it's the same as, you know, for COVID, if you think about, so COVID was almost like, those defibrillator paddles that somebody has a heart attack and it was like and all of a sudden people are like wait a minute i don't have to work for that asshole or drive an hour and a half when be in the car and like i can do things differently and that is the epiphany that a lot of people had and it's one that i had and it's why our business is just taking off now because people realize like wait a minute there's a different way to do it so i really believe john the the corporate boondoggles of the past uh, are going away, right? Yeah. The booze it up at the bar, stay up late. And what people want, they still need to get together, but they want to do it and they want to create experiences together. And they want to get to know their colleagues at a deeper level. So I think that's where the future is going to be. And, it, and it's helped me personally because all of a sudden people are more authentic, they're more vulnerable, they share things, and that builds trust. Mm, that's fantastic. So talk to us about uh, the zone of genius. You mentioned it a little bit. Uh, what is it and how does one find it? So I first learned about it. So Dan Sullivan came up with a unique ability. And then uh, there was a spin from that. It was the zone of genius. And, and what this is, if you think about four quadrants, and your listeners could actually draw this. So at the top, there's things we love. The bottom, uh, there's things we hate. On the other axis, uh, there's things that we're terrible at. And on the on the right, there's things that we're great at. Mm. So the top right corner are things we love and they're things we're great at. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example. So I actually, I, I'm pretty good at managing people. I just hate it. <laughs> so that's a lower, lower quadrant. Um, I'm terrible at finance and I hate it. <laughs> and for a long time being the CEO, I thought, oh, I, I've got to be good at finance. And I, and I had this like imposter syndrome and I'd go into meetings and I would say, well, my CFO is going to answer that. And eventually I realized like, wait a minute, that's not my zone of genius. Yeah. Your zone of genius is things you love and you're great at. So for me, I love leading with passion and enthusiasm, uh, getting in front of a room, you know, sales, marketing. I like setting a, a vision and turning a vision into reality and making shit happen. Like that's what I'm good at. That has manifested into facilitation and coaching and things like that. 
That's my zone of genius. But what I've realized recently is I think we actually have a moral responsibility that if it's not in our zone of genius, it's in somebody else's. Yes. So let's recraft our job so that we're in our zone of genius as much as we can. And to me, if, if you want to live a really intentional life, what you do is you, and I said at the beginning, if you're lined up with your personal values and your zone of genius, that's when you're going to be the happiest and healthiest. So by doing that, you're living a life that's happening by you instead of to you. Mm. So that's the zone of genius. Uh, and, I, and I want to try to help other people and inspire them to find out what is your zone of genius. And you know, a good way to find out one is ask yourself, what are the things that it almost doesn't feel like work? And people tell you, oh my gosh, you're really good at that. Yeah. Like, and you could also email a few friends, talk to your spouse, ask them, what's my zone of genius and explain it to them. I guarantee you, they'll give you three or four bullets and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. That's my zone of genius. Yeah. Everyone has one, but the key is to find it, embrace it, and then go after it. Interesting. Interesting. I was just thinking from a standpoint of like a leader who you've got a team of people working for you. If you knew where everybody's zone of genius was, you could be a more effective leader for trying to put them in roles where they can be at their best. Right. And that, you know, and that, and that's accomplishing the, the team's goal as well. Right. You got it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cause I, I think, I, you know, I think that's, it's, it's almost like as, as a leader, I've always thought of it as like a puzzle. You're always trying to find each, each employee, each person that's part of your team is a, is a unique puzzle piece that's going to fit perfectly in your puzzle. And of course there are some puzzle pieces that don't fit in the puzzle. They don't, they don't fit on the team. And sometimes they, they, they end up not being on the team in the long term. But I think if you can find where the people fit in the puzzle best, you're going to have more success than when you force it into a spot where it doesn't belong. Totally. Yes. And I think we have an opportunity to do that and to craft, you know, that job because I think that's where the magic is. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So there's a company, there's a company in California and I'll, I'll let you kind of guess who it is. So this is a company in California and every year they allow their employees to recraft their job and they can, they can write their own job description and they can have that job as long as their all their team agrees to it. Mm. Any thought of who the company is? I don't know. Sounds a little bit like Twitter, but I could be wrong. Could be. All right. No, 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 no. Twitter. But um, free, free, uh, free ownership group. A lot of people guess at Apple. A lot of people guess, you know, yeah. Google. It's a Morningstar tomato farm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Morningstar, Morningstar tomatoes. Anyway, the idea is why not, figure out what you're really good at yeah, and figure out a way that you can craft your job. Interesting. Interesting. But it aren't, it's funny because I was thinking you were talking about earlier, it's good to get out of your comfort zone so that you can grow. But are we trying, are, are we, when we, when we operate in our zone of genius, are we moving into our comfort zone? Uh, often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is, that is a challenge and a dichotomy, which you have to figure out, okay, yeah, I'm in my comfort zone. So it's, yeah, and that's a good point. You've got to pull yourself out every so often uh, to make sure you're growing, you're stretching. Right, right. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I, you know, that that when you're there, you're operating in a way that you're you're very, you're experienced and you're comfortable and you, and you like that, you know, you're good at it and you love doing it, right? But but if we, if we ever want to grow, sometimes we have to step outside of where we're 
completely comfortable and and try to master some more skills or find new things that we might love and be good at, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I love it. Um, you also talk about uh, it's important that we uh, establish personal values in our in our work and in our lives. Uh, what? How is that important as well? So for me, your my personal values. It's like my north star, mm-hmm. and it's like a moral compass, and it helps me if I'm making you know a big decision in my life, uh, because to really live an intentional life, you want to be grounded in what are your values and what do you really value? So for me, I went down this path and did an exercise and I had these cards and we sorted them into a pile, put them into a pyramid, came up with the top six or eight values. And then I created a personal value statement and that became my North star. And do you, when you go through these retreats and uh, when you're working with groups and you go on these, uh, uh, these retreats. Is that something you work on? Is that something that you have the, Absolutely. the team focus yeah. on? Okay. We're doing it with the team here. Uh, we're in California and we mix personal and professional development because what we found is if you can learn what someone else's personal values are, yeah, all of a sudden you're going to work better together as colleagues. That makes sense. What, what do these personal values kind of look like for different people? What are some of the things you've seen come out as people have, um, you know, written down their personal value statements? Is it, uh, you know, live more intentional? I was just curious to know what, what some of these look like. I'll read you mine if you, if it's helpful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I value personal freedom, which allows me to lead an active and healthy life full of adventure. I will build authentic and loving relationships with friends and family. I will fulfill myself through curiosity, personal growth, and lifelong learning. That's my personal value statement, right? Now, other people have family, love. um, There's all kinds of values. And in our book, we in the appendix, I put down all the values and have a system of how you tick and check boxes of how do you narrow those down. And then once you narrow them down to, say, your top six, you can use those and we give some lead-in statements. And you essentially can create your own personal value statement. Mm. Um, for me, again, it's, it's, it's something to live by. So I, I actually frame mine, have it in my office and I can always think, Hey, is that aligned with my personal values? Right. That makes a lot of sense. And you mentioned, uh, and I've got it right here. There's a book for those of you watch on YouTube, it's called business outside, discover your path forward. Um, what can if, if readers, you know, people that don't go on your treat, but they pick up this book, what, what can they hope to come out of that book? What, what, uh, what will they want if they go through that book? What are they going to learn? So it's really a modern trail guide to living a more intentional life and providing the the tools to understand what is my zone of genius, what are my personal values, and how can I create a life that's going to happen by me instead of to me? Mm -hmm. It's a big difference. If you can flip, just flip it, go on the offensive. A lot of people will say, well, I'm not not sure what my next job is going to be. How about reframing it? How about saying, what's the opportunity that I'm going to create? Mm. And it's a very different thing. And not everybody can do that. But if you're in a spot where you see white space, you see what a company should do and they're not doing, maybe you could create your own opportunity. And that this is a, a book that's going to help inspire people to just think differently. So again, nature is part of it. 
but it's outside of our comfort zone, outside of corporate norms and figuring out a new path and discovering your path forward. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. So um, this has all been good. And again, I encourage leaders that uh, to take a look for this book. Uh, it's called Business Outside, Discover Your Path Forward. And again, I'll hold it up for the screen. It's got a sunset and a guy with a uh, a briefcase standing on a mountain, <laughs> which is awesome. Taking the business outside. I love it. So um, uh, how can um, how can people, how can our listeners find out more about you and your company and this book? So bart-foster com. They can also go to businessoutside.com. Uh, okay. Dash foster or businessoutside.com and find out all about that. And yeah. This is this is fantastic. Well, we'll go ahead and put uh, links in the show notes for those resources. Bart, this has been great. It's been a great conversation. And I just really, you know, leaders, you're listening in and Bart's challenged you to think a little bit differently about, about uh, how you can use the outdoors, how you can put a new path forward, how you can get outside your comfort zone, how you can find this zone of genius in your own life. Uh, I highly encourage you to take a look at this book uh, and check out Bart's resources because I think... Uh, it's no sense in being stuck in your job. It's no sense being in in something that you're not happy with and you're not, you're not living a fulfilling life, yeah. especially if you're not doing what you were meant to do in this world. So uh, I and encourage you to yeah, check out and, these. And it's on, a, it's on Audible too. And I can read it to you because, you know, you guys are liking podcasts. Um, <laughs> you put it on Audible. Yeah. Yeah, it's on Audible. So yeah, you can you can listen while you're working out or driving in your car. I call that dashboard university. Learn while you're going driving to work or coming home from work. So Bart, this is um go, go ahead. Can I give your can I give your listeners a challenge to do? Absolutely. It's something that came came up today. People just love this. But we think about life and think about like your life like branches of a tree. And we had different forks in the road, right? Who was a person who made a big impact on you at one of those forks in the road? what they say, how they make you feel, right? How do they change their trajectory of life? And what I found is most times people don't realize the impact that they make on us. And the challenge is this, think about one of those people in your life that you're really grateful for and take out your phone and record a selfie video. I know it seems weird and it seems awkward <laughs> and you just do like 30, 40 seconds. You can even blame it on me. Say, I heard this thing from this crazy guy in Colorado on this podcast. And they asked me to do a video, do a 30, 40 second video and then send it. Mm. Because what I realized in my life is it creates this gratitude loop. And you send that video and all of a sudden people realize. And then you think, hey, who, who am I being that for in someone else's life? And who's going to send me a video 10 years from now? And the reality is we don't know. But words matter and actions matter. So... My challenge is, if you're up for it, is in the next 48 hours, take a selfie video, send it to somebody who's making an impact on you. And um, if you get a response back, like put it in the show notes, put, you know, email John, text him, whatever, because I think we have an opportunity to create a movement. You know, I want, I want to get more people doing these things in business outside. I love that. That's a great example. So you heard the challenge from Bart. Uh, yeah, let's do it. And if you have, and you do do it, um, reach out to you, put some notes, put a, put a note in the, uh, in the show notes or, you know, e you know, get me on Twitter and, uh, we'll share those. That's uh, fantastic. Share what the experience is like. So I like the idea of a gratitude movement. Uh, like we said, we, we rarely reach out to the people that impact our lives and say, thank you. So I know I tell the story of a manager who made a difference in my life. And so I know exactly who I'd make the, make the video for. So, <laughs> 
and, and if you do it when you're outside, for, there's something with the sound and the motion and just people, they, it feels like you're, you're with them and it's really yeah. cool. So let's do it. Yeah. Fantastic. I love the idea. I love the challenge. So Bart, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and, and taking time out of your busy schedule to speak with our listeners. I really appreciate it. Thanks, John. Thanks again. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Hey, guys. It's Miriam Love here. And I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.